I'm kind of like a genie. If you don't specify exactly what you want, I'm going to twist it. Oh, you're a monkey's paw kind of genie, eh? Yes. I mean, isn't that the most fun kind of genie? I don't know if there if it is. I mean, as long as I'm the genie. I mean, it could be the kind of genie that when you let out of the bottle, it's like, ah, it's been more than a thousand but, years since I was put in, so now I'm just going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, the I, I like the genies where they're like, aha, a thousand, after a thousand years I am free, now <laughs> you go into the bottle. Welcome to Plaguecast. I'm Roland. I'm Vox. There's the roar. We don't fucking care about your <laughs> bullshit metrics anymore. Uh, welcome to Unfurled. I'm Tal. And since everyone gave their name early... You are Tal. They don't get to reintroduce themselves now. Oh yeah? Because I'm I Car. Mean... <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm Glade. And welcome back to this fucking show that... No, no, up. no. It's specifically Welcome not to another that. fucking episode. Yeah. What do you mean it's specifically not that? We talk about dicks and shit all the time. Yes. So it can be a fucking discussion podcast, <laughs> but it's not a fucking podcast. I mean, it could be. I mean, it, it definitely probably won't be. It could be a discussions about fucking podcast. It could be. It could be that. I think it has been that on several occasions. Yeah, it has actually on many, many occasions. Uh, yeah, we still what apparently only it's... have two people. Despite, um, I know I'm one of them. I know you're in. I know you're well, in. Well, and I think administrators yeah. don't show up because it Look, should. Man, we're just unpopular. Deal with it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe our... Maybe our listeners have finally gotten like tired wise, of our shit. wise to our socialist ways <laughs> and how you know we're deciding that like uh, he... okay can i can i air a pet peeve here sure. so we just spent about 10 minutes going live getting it going working and setting it up yeah youtube has now helpfully sent us an email telling us that we are now live on our channel yeah i fucking love email notifications for oh. literally everything <laughs> i'm going to just no, put that away because stop it. Yeah, because stop confirming things. Right. Like things that I we have personally done don't need to be confirmed by anything, really. Okay. Do, do you guys see the message that I put in chat? Are you guys able to see it? Uh, no. Nope. Are, are we shadow banned from YouTube? I I don't know. I, Let's see. The last e message I see was from Roland, and it says Duke. Yeah, I, I see me. What about this? Moo. Moo. Wow! We have to turn that off. What's that? We have vulgarity filtering turned on on our fucking channel. Oh. 
<laughs> because I said I said dicks and that didn't show up. Let's dicks. try it again. Dicks. Yeah, it shows Just, up for me, but it doesn't show up. Uh, no, because it shows uh, shows my dicks. Yeah, I I see Vox. But hey, it, bre- yo breezy, like I have two dick. I said dicks twice, but it didn't show up at all in the chat. Interesting. So we have some type of profanity filter. Maybe you have profanity we'll, filter. We'll go through the settings. Yeah. There have been a, a lot of changes. That's oh. okay. Just, just um, don't swear in the chat. It's not that hard. Yeah. But there's been a lot of changes lately, especially with there's, I guess, been children-focused okay. legislation. Yeah. So, okay. I'll show them children. I can talk about that because I actually know about what happened there. Okay. So, oh, the, okay. Yeah. The Look. FTC slammed YouTube with a fucking lawsuit alleging that they are violating a law in the states called COPPA or the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act. Okay. Which stipulates that you are not allowed to collect information on uh, children 13 years old or younger. That's why, you know, whenever you go to a website and you'd see that, are you 13 years old? The, the ones mm-hmm. we, we all ignore, yes. Yeah. That's why it's okay. 13. Because of COPPA. Because if you're under 13, you need, uh, you can't collect data or you need express parental consent to do so. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> so now, they got hit with a fine? Well, YouTube is saying that it shouldn't count because they aren't a children's website. And if children just happen to go to their website, they have no control over that. Right. Mm. But the government went, well, <laughs> your creators specifically make content for children? Yes. So the there is this whole thing about they were like, hmm. well, there is stuff like uh what who's a fuck it's toy reviews, right? Yeah. Well, there's a fuck ton of them. Yeah. yeah well, like, there, like absolute uh, a fuck ton of them are also exploitive, but Yeah, well there this the like well, like even or, uh, Rhett, Rhett Guava Link. Juice. Uh, well, just think of like Rhett Link or like any of the other content creators that keep their content PGs well, so that kids can okay. watch them. The thing is, there is a distinct difference between child targeted and, and child friendly. friendly. Yeah. There, there's still like all the Minecraft stuff that yeah. like people do, um, like the storyboat. Story yeah, boat stuff. or the the finger puppet. What you Finger family. Yeah, finger family. <laughs> and it's the... nine hundred. Billion versions. Baby shark. So, okay. I understand. And so I'll admit, I'm happy to hear that there has been a ruling in that favor. Yeah. Because YouTube is hidden behind the, um, the stance of, well, we're the platform, not the content creator yeah. for a long time. Well, YouTube's argument now is that, well, we have YouTube kids. And... The thing is, if you are a parent uh, and you are allowing your child onto normal YouTube and not YouTube kids, that is consent, basically. And then there's the other thing about the creators going, we have absolutely no control over who uses our, who who views our content. Who views our stuff. That's also true. Um, And one of the problems that the creators are facing is that they're uh, now, since you technically can't collect information there's no targeted ads on their channels yep all of their channels have been 100% stripped of targeted advertising 
Right. <laughs> so that means that those creators have now lost sixty to ninety percent of rev of their revenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. which is a problem, you know. Uh, you know, just walk up to any person and be like, hey, so we are going to arbitrarily cut your paycheck by 60 to 90 percent, assuming you maintain current quality of work. Yep. And people will have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. As they should. Uh, You're just having a lot of problems these days, too. Yeah. So the problem is there's no real good answer. No, it's it's uh, much bigger than just slap a bandaid on it and keep going. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it gets to like, you know, OK, well, what? is collecting information on children yeah right is that you know like what information and or like is youtube liable for what its creators do uh and then there is a question of whether the creators are liable yeah that was and, another one <laughs> and there is no answer to those questions yet no um, uh and apparently the ftc has had a rather large turnaround and a lot of what they thought uh, because they didn't realize how much of a complex issue it was. Yep. And uh, how many people used the loopholes in it to be exploitive? Yeah. Well, they because they were like they were like, "Oh yeah, you can't do that." And then like a lot of people were like, "Whoa, hang on." And they were like, "Wait, really? We didn't think anyone would have a problem with this." There's a mic <clears> in the <throat> shot. I fixed oh. it. Oh. Yeah. But they're, they're, like everyone freaked out and their FTC's reaction really was Oh, really? We didn't think this was going to be a big deal. Yeah, we didn't think this was going to be as big as, we, as it was. Uh, so they're like, oh, maybe we should actually think about this for a second. Well, and <laughs> yeah, no, there's definitely some weird shit going on. I mean, did you hear about what was happening to like Markiplier's followers for a, a yeah, while here? Yeah, that was a thing. Right. So he was doing some streams and had two paddle emotes that he was using basically to get people to vote on directions during this interactive video series he just he just completed well people were spamming them because you know that's what it literally it's how chat works it's, well internet. it's also literally what he told them to do yeah and he explicitly told them spam it in the chat so all of a sudden a large number of them were hit not with youtube account bans not with chat mutes not with holds their entire google account was suspended the yep. whole thing everything so gmail Anything that touched that Google account was yeah. dead. Gmail, wow. along with literally every login you've ever done, login with Google for uh, yep. your whole app thing. store on your Android phone. The fuck? Why? No one knows. Yeah. And people were appealing it, and basically the appeal process looked like it was just being automatically replied to with, we've examined your appeal and the, the ban is going to yep. stand. Um, right. The update was that apparently uh, what it was, it was... So YouTube admitted fault. Um, That's new. The so th- apparently m- all the accounts that were banned were averaging about 100 messages per minute. Okay, that's probably a little bit spammy. Yeah, sure, which set off their spam filters. The way it disabled the entire account was not supposed to happen, and also the way the uh, appeal process didn't work mm-hmm. was not supposed to happen. And okay, so YouTube actually did. Fuck it up. <laughs> yep. And so uh, they got back to him and they said that they're working to unban all of the accounts. Uh, but yeah. Um, pro tip, just while we're on the topic, if you lose your Google account, if your Google account is suspended, 
all of your Google Photos, your Google Docs, your emails, every single website you have ever visited using Login with Google, your Android apps, your, um, in, in a lot of cases, like your phone features, mm-hmm. uh, your phone sync to like your contacts and all that shit, your uh, YouTube account, all of it goes away. Yep. It's and is unrecoverable. So, pro tip don't log in with Google. Probably, if you can, get a different email that's not a Google email yep. and attach your important accounts to it. Uh, if you can and you're tech savvy enough or want to pay for it, I would highly recommend getting your own domain. That way, if your email provider goes, no, fuck you, you can just reroute the domain to a new one. Yeah, it's... Uh... And, and it's, it's a good option. It's not mm-hmm. very hard. Uh, if you, you like, you can go to Cloudflare, sign up, like, get your domain for like ten bucks. And do they then, do registrations yet? I yeah, they, they do transfers. I couldn't figure out how to register new ones. Oh, maybe it is only transfers. Well, if not Cloudflare, go to Namecheap. Right, ten bucks for a domain. You can go to Proton Mail, or there's tons of mail there's services. Lots. Office, like Microsoft Office, will do it. And you just say, hey, I have this domain. I want email. They'll give you a set of instructions for how to set it up with your DNS service in Namecheap. Or you can point Namecheap to Cloudflare, which is what I do. That's and, what I do, yep. And there, it, that's super easy. Cloudflare's got step-by-step instructions how to do that. And most email providers have instructions for how to use Cloudflare DNS with it. And it's literally you just type a few things into some boxes and hit okay and then you're getting email now and that's it so it sounds kind of scary but like if you are concerned and there are things that are absolutely irreplaceable and you absolutely require access to using a service that you do not have control over to access it is probably a bad idea yeah, it it certainly complicates matters. Yeah. So, uh big reason why to de-google or at the very least not centralize all of your shit to a single authentication provider. Because if that authentication provider one day goes no you or collapses, right? <laughs> yeah. Goes under. Right? Uh you need you want to have some way to move it and a at gmail.com email address can't be moved. No. So yeah, it's definitely a thing you should do. Uh look into it. So yeah, I use my own domains for all of my email now. And it works. Honestly, great. in this particular case, if you have questions, shoot us a DM or email us. Mm-hmm. Any any one of us can walk you through a lot of it. Mm. And, and again, it's really not hard. Yeah. If you go to Namecheap, you can, like I said, buying a domain, stupid fucking easy. You can do it in five minutes. It's literally like ordering a fucking deck of cards off of fucking Amazon. It's easy as shit. Yeah. And then if you go to Cloudflare to use DNS, which is, again, what I use, I recommend it. It's good. I like them. Uh, They politically align with my paranoid as fuck privacy concerns. (laughs) Um 
and uh, there's step-by-step instructions for how to set up your name servers on Namecheap into <laughs> Cloudflare. If and any you can of this, do that. if any of this confuses you, just remember you can always Google it. Well, you don't even have to, because like I said, you go to Cloudflare, they have instructions for how to do it there, step-by-step step with screenshots. I mean, you could always go with a superior search engine, like Bing. Yeah. Like Bing. Like Bing. <laughs> no, no, no. Bingo. Ask Jeeves. Ooh. Or, I'm, I'm well, sure 30, if that well, still exists, it's loaded with Vista. 37.com, Metacrawler. Uh, Webcrawler. <laughs> I remember Webcrawler. Oh, oh man. No. Alta Vista returns to Yahoo. Does it? It does. Don't use Yahoo. That's not a good search no, engine. No, it's not. Uh, what's that Chinese one? Weibo or whatever? Weibo? No, that's know. Chinese Facebook. Um, speaking of disappointments, I mean, <laughs> um, does anybody know, has anyone been paying attention to Sword and Shield? Oh my uh, god, yes I have. People are fucking bit. pissed about that. Oh, this is good. I, I, don't, like I don't actually know, like, all that um, much. I know they have selectively cut out, like, the original generation which they shouldn't have done in the first place. No, um, they they cut a whole. The, so early on in development, they said, "Look, just to we can't make this game have every Pokemon because we want to focus our efforts on new models, new animations, so that you know." Just a quick interjection before you finish. No, fuck you. Uh, if you That's haven't realized it yet, this is going to be a very heavy games and tech podcast. Yeah, as like, forewarding, like it never is. <laughs> No, this is all going to so, be games and tech. Game Freak specifically said that they were going to focus on animations and models and gameplay. So, because this is the first time they have put a game on a system like the Switch, yeah. right? And that since was the, the GameCube. That was supposed to be the big deal. Yeah, they wanted to make. Uh, they wanted to focus on gameplay. Yeah. Right, making it look good, making it feel good, yeah. and having it. You know, I I agree. Narrowing the field from the whatever like, 900 what, yeah, and something Pokemon there are now I was makes sense to me. They're yeah. at Gen 9 now? Is, this is Gen 8. Gen 8? Okay, yeah. so like eight generations. Now, you could easily start from Gen 4 or 5 like, and have still have four generations of Pokemon. That's still like 500 Pokemon but coming in. Then they also went like, okay, but we're going to keep some of them. Because why? The, so Well, because... It's nostalgic, and people yeah. literally go fucking right. ape shit over that but, stuff. But because the internet and people in general, people are now pissed just because well, the Pokemon that they wanted obviously aren't in no, there. That's no, not, no, no, that's no, not no. why they're pissed. Or is that not... That's not it, even close well, to I also, I also one understand... Reason, yeah, it's well, one, one of, but then also the whole fucking headphones whatever thing that happened. I haven't seen today. that. So... Okay, another thing that people are extremely pissed about is the fact that a <clears throat> basically the sound menu is sold as an item separately like within the game. You have to find a person that is not part of the main storyline, is not mentioned and <laughs> happens to have for sale oh. these like what is it like it was like Head something headphones it, that so give Japanese. you access to the sound menu. That that's really funny, actually. <laughs> it is. Um, it's funny. It's so typical. Yeah. Like, and apparently there's just nothing about where oh, to find okay. this. Well, so one of the, okay. 
And it's With a completely the cut, optional the reason character. everyone is so pissed is because, one, their choices seemed fucking weird. Yeah. They went... So, no, none of the starters are in except Charizard. Yeah. Um, so, most... At least one of almost everyone's favorite Pokemon isn't in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but don't worry, they kept the fucking ice cream cone, the cream puff, and the literal garbage bag. Yeah, because they who doesn't like those. Trubbish? Yeah, uh, because, yeah, the, Trubbish the, is my oh, favorite Pokemon. Yeah, and the picture, literal picture of a fucking sword that floats around. Yeah. They kept those classics. Don't worry. And then it gets even worse because people have gone and ripped the models Yeah, out of the game and oh, compared is... them to the models. From the 3DS games, I think, yeah. and they are identical. Yep. Meaning, oh. they're no not model new development, no improved assets. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, and that's so that like, was their excuse. Well, and yeah. So the other, like, <laughs> another issue with the entire game being that Game Freak puts almost no effort into upgrading the actual game itself. Yeah. Surprise. Uh, there's actually a clip that I posted that's fucking hilarious, where people were like, they they basically said better animation in quotes and it's the two legendary dogs talking to each other in a cutscene, and it's literally just them with their stock standing and kind of wobble a bit and then animation. like moving up and down uh, when... no they don't even do that it's just text box shows up and you hear a noise other than that it's literally just idle animations and then the one turns around and walks away and by turns around i mean the model literally just sort like... of Paper Mar- like yeah, Paper yeah. Mario just, style turns pivots. around. Just 180s Which, as it walks, it, its legs are walking <laughs> forward, yeah. and it just sort of pivots and, and then slides away. If they hadn't, if they hadn't made a point to specifically shoot down people's, um, you know, requests early on to say they were working on things like more lifelike animations and better quality assets. To then not appear to have delivered—that's that's where the real outrage is is coming. Like, I I have like see, it's I'm so happy that I'm at a period of my life where I just don't care about you know Pokemon anymore. And I mean, because don't, don't get me wrong, I'm going to be playing one of them because I like all of them. Yeah, and like, but like Game Freak has never had much of a reputation for being particularly innovative with their new Pokemon games. Right. And here's the thing is if they hadn't said anything, people would have been irritated, just not yeah, mad. They, yeah, they could have done nothing and released well, yet another Pokemon I, game. I think the thing that irritates me the most is that it's not that you can't catch those Pokemon in the game. It's that you can't have them in the game, period. They well, can't this, be this in- is why I feel like they shouldn't have kept, like, well, basically any of the old Pokemon. Like, like the, 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 you can't import them. You can't anything. <clears throat> yeah, yeah they're, the they're... Pokemon Bank, which is a connected feature, doesn't let you bring them in. Yeah, it's just, no, you cannot right. have them and in they're this not, game. Right. And so soon after the whole Pokemon Bank thing to begin with. It's not that old, yeah. is it? It's real old now, yeah. Yeah, it's is pretty it? old. How, it's been around for several years. How old is real old? Like five? Like five years. Five, six years. I mean, it was around um, in XY, <laughs> Yeah. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess that's old. For for but. for these games when they're coming out every couple of years, right? There was X XY, XY2. Um but like 
You know, yeah. the fact that like the character models, you know, exact same from the yeah. last games. Like, like, I feel like maybe that they, given that they didn't really change anything in the first place, they probably could have just been like, yeah, okay, well, we'll integrate the well, Pokemon and, and, Bank. And that's sort of the problem, right? Is they said that they were doing it for these reasons, and those reasons proved to be invalid. Yeah. So why did they do it? And it points to ulterior motives, right? They Generating just didn't want to do it anymore, well, probably. Like, things like false scarcity, uh, really cop-out way of dealing with complaints from the um, competitive yeah, Pokemon balance. crowd. And balance has been a problem. I mean, in any game where you've 900 with, characters yeah. to balance, you're going to have some with fucking some problems. With thousand characters like, to choose from, you're going to have balance issues no I mean, matter what. I don't know. For me, the... This is going to be really callous of me, but I'm sorry. If you're a competitive Pokemon player, I, one, don't know how to help you. You don't need, Two, you don't need the air are, quotes, friend. There are better ways that they could have dealt with it. Like, oh, if this meta is getting out of hand, just fucking ban the Pokemon from fucking competitive. They do. For fuck's I mean, sake. Ban- banning in competitive play is, norm- is normal. It, yep. it, like... Magic well, like it happened all the time in Smash Brothers. Magic happens all the fucking, time in Magic. Magic bans cards before they're even fucking released. Like, yeah, Jesus actually, Christ. That's, it's really funny when they're like, we did this card. And then a tournament, uh, the tournament board is like, uh, no. <laughs> but wait. You can, you can use that wherever you want, just not in my space. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I like, know. Th- those cards are still perfectly valid in, like, other but, formats, but, but just again, not like on, standard. On or top a, of that, it's not like there's fucking like, you know, three million watcher fucking Pokemon tournament like, things. Like I'm just, it's not like this is a huge. This sh- in my mind, this shouldn't. That should not have been a huge priority because well, it's not. I've, I mean, I've been it is though. The World Pokemon Championships are still popular. I've I've been watching this from the sidelines for a while now. And it's one of the funniest fucking things I've seen <laughs> in a while. It's just like... For a few reasons, but like mostly players getting super pissed over something that doesn't matter, and then Game Freak getting fucking shit on because they did the same thing they always do and just kind of tweaked a new Pokemon game a now, little bit. See, you say it doesn't matter... But clearly, it mattered to a lot of people. Yeah, it doesn't matter to parentheses right. to me. Like yeah. you know what the biggest travesty for me is? What Cubone's not in the game, unplayable. <laughs> I mean, obviously. You'll what about have, Vulpix? You'll just have to pick a new favorite. Like ah, no Cubone, but I can have a trash bag. Yeah, there you go. Thanks. You, you can now make Trubbish your do they, favorite. Do they yeah. st- tell Thanks. me? Tell me they. St- please tell me they still have the keys. Like, why couldn't they uh, have they removed must. all of the fucking Pokemon that they were ridiculed for making in the first place? You ridiculed know, in North America. I bet you the. <laughs> I bet you the project managers were like the guys who like kind of drew up those concept pictures in the first place, and they're just like, but we can't. They're they're so like they're the best Pokemon. Uh, I mean. Everyone has their favorites. And the other thing to remember is... Not Trubbish. The other thing, <laughs> just like fucking Bidoof. The big thing everyone needs to remember, the, the biggest thing I think that this sometimes gets missed on is the game isn't aimed at us. No. It never no. was. Well, no, it's not. I'm. Uh, it's not. The game is made for people who are in that 12 yeah. to 15 yeah. Tal, I'm sorry, you're not eight, like you're not the, 16 anymore. This game isn't for you. Well, okay, 
And it was not designed with your not, intentions. Not that Even I mean the, comp- the competitive say, side is not designed. Not not that all, I wouldn't really. be disappointed as a sixteen year old to see like what they decided to put into the game in favor of like what they could have done with it. The thing is, I, I mean, I don't necessarily think that's true. I, I, I feel like it is more of a general failure. Well, okay. but I mean, I could be wrong. No, no. I, I mean, with the like with the Pokemon being aimed at children, and like <clears throat> obviously it's a kid-friendly game, and there's lots of them. Um, but I would argue that there is a shitload of adult of adults who play Pokemon. Yes, and those people are definitely being taken into account, right? Like. Game Freak would be absolutely fucking stupid the to write off the adult nostalgia players. factor only goes so far though. But I, I the thing is I've never seen them do anything that caters to an adult player. I, I, I think it's the adults that still play Pokemon, not Game Freak that still caters to their old fan base. Well no, there's there's definitely stuff that caters to older fan bases, just not the games. Right, but and and not I'm just saying like not nearly as much as like the new people they're trying to cater to or like i i still don't know like it's not that they're unaware it's just that the games have never these this chain of games has never been designed it's always been for children it's always been for for kids yes and for maybe young adults i i but like i I don't know as a the uh basically what i'm saying is the market share of people over the age of 25 who plays pokemon is actually pretty substantial. Yes. It's there's, there's millions of people. I, I would draw it similar to My Little Pony, right? Which, uh, yes, understands, side effect. understands it has a massive non-kid audience, but you do not focus on them. No, but you don't ignore them either. You just leave them I mean, to the side. What, well, like or don't I mean, like what, like, you're doing. what what did I mean, they ignore about older gamers in well, Sword the, and Shield that wasn't like, just like a generally bad idea in the first place? Well, I mean, there's the well, like for one, there's the Pokemon selection, right? That's obviously bothered a lot of people. It's it's it has <sighs> right, but the people were already bothered because they already knew that older generation Pokemon were getting axed. People were already upset about that. Yes, and that's what I'm talking about. So with the <clears throat> so and like with the My Little Pony thing, right? They at, once that started happening, they did actually put in references and little nods to that community. Right? So they didn't cater to them, but they absolutely included them. And I think that that would be a thing, like, while not explicitly designed for me, right, I'm definitely not the target demographic, I'm definitely part of, like, our age group is definitely going to be in their research numbers. Oh, for sure. Like, you, you can't ignore the, the group. Right. So, but again, I just don't think, I don't think it's weighty enough for them to be making large-scale business decisions on. Yeah. yeah. The The one thing for me, though, is that... Okay, if the extra effort didn't go into making assets and they, you know, like, and they were just porting shit, where did it go? Yeah, why couldn't they have just fucking copied the assets over? It's not like that fucking card is too small. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Breath of the Wild is on this fucking cartridge. 
I'm sure they could have put them on. So if it wasn't a manpower problem, which it very obviously was not, why? And I think, honestly, I think it's going to fall down to the direction on the project wasn't either clear or missed what the audience was actually expecting. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, and and it happens, and like not think, every Pokemon game has been stellar. And the in fact, thing, many of the more recent ones have been bad I mean, cookie cutter. I, I, re- yeah. <laughs> I remember a lot of poke underwhelming Pokemon games. Yeah, honestly, Sun and Moon was a lot of fun compared to black and white. <laughs> I Which, don't remember most of black I've and ne- white. I've never owned, but I heard was awful. Uh, the, it was just plain. Yeah, the, mm. the, I mean, and and to be fair, right. Like, my favorite one was X and Y. Because in X and Y, they have so many Pokemon that you can actually actively catch. And it made playing the game fun. Because I didn't have, I wasn't sitting there going, oh, well, I'll never catch this one. And, like, you know, there you didn't have that. You're always running into a variety of Pokemon a, as opposed to. A large to, variety. You know, your 15th fucking Zubat. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. And,. And like the other part that's kind of a piss off is they're like, yeah, we have to cut. We're cutting all these Pokemon. Also, here's all these new ones that you've never heard of and don't give a shit about. Oh my god, have you seen the leaks on the starters? They mm. don't look interesting. No, I haven't looked at any. Uh, of, I, mean, I don't want to see them because I I am going to play. I mean, the grass uh, okay. one's okay, and the water one's okay. Score Bunny's evolution is. I mean, it's just a furry. Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, like, I'll see it when I get there. Then, like, I don't know. I in okay. This is just gonna be me, me like looking. <laughs> yeah, they're not great. Uh, this is gonna be me looking through nostalgia glasses. But I really do miss like when things were one, maybe two types, <laughs> and now they're like this thing's three types. This thing's fucking fifteen types. Have all, all the fucking type combinations. Aren't they all still two uh, types? These no, these are all just fucking personas. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure they're th- the the starters in this game are three type now. What? Yeah. What? Uh, How do you draw your fucking rock paper scissors? But no, diagram? so I'm I'm looking here. It says gra- like grass, grass, and then grass, dark, fire, fire, and then fire, electric, and then water, poison. As their final okay, so they yeah. Okay. The, the problem is they added more, and then they're like, "Well, we need to." F- it's it's the problem about expanding a yeah. a you know competition based uh, typing system is you now have to rebalance. I mean, do you or do you just t- tell your tournament people do it? Magic no, no. Gathering Day. I'm not talking about competitive. I'm talking about in your own game mechanics, uh, right? You do it. You have rock paper scissors, right? You know what beats what. Now you add a fourth one. Now you add another one. Oh, yeah. Now you add another one. At what point do you do it and you go, well, fuck if I know what is going to be strong yeah. versus well, weak? And like have, doing that with the types and then the systems and having a set of moves, that's fine. right? And that's actually what I think the big problem was, was the move sets were so fucking big. And they were getting unwieldy. Like, I know at one point, well, like I, for, in a previous game, they actually chopped a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, for, like, every Pokemon, there's, like, 50 goddamn moves. Yeah. Right? And, so, they're, like, you know, it, it's like, 
ah, uh, I don't know, what's better, flame roller or flame wheel or flame spinner? Yeah. Or, and it's like, how many of these do you really fucking need? So, well, And then you're going to watch the speed of, run and it's just going to be one move that's the most powerful yeah, of fucking so, everything for the entire game. Instead of cutting down the Pokemon, maybe cut down the potential move sets. Yeah. Right? Because you only have so many types, right? So you could have like a fire dragon and then this one's a fire dragon and oh, that one's a fire dragon. And hey, they only have these moves to choose. Then it doesn't fucking matter. It becomes a lot like Destiny with yeah, your guns now. Exactly. I was about to get there. What you do is you turn them into skins. Basically. Right? You go, oh, mm. these six different Pokemon have the same type, the same general move sets, and the same theme. Right. Maybe they well, won't maybe they won't all get the same moveset as they evolve. They won't have the same evolutionary no. ladder, but like they can all be applied to the same general yeah. samey. And then like, yeah, it's like Destiny. You get they're just skins. It's just like this one has these traits. This one has these traits. They all just have the different traits, and it doesn't matter whether it's a fucking Charizard or it's a fucking I don't know Blaziken or whatever the fuck. Like, like yeah. you know what I mean? It, it like then at that point you can pick your favorite Pokemon. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god! Uh, apologies to our viewers for our camera, which is slowly melting. <laughs> the tape is failing us. Oh, uh, I don't think it's just the towel. I think the you towel. have a 3D oh printer. God. Why don't we have a stand for this? Uh, uh, but yeah, so I'm going to still play it and I will, I'll let you guys know. You, yeah. You'll have to give us a review on it. Cause, cause I've been a diehard Pokemon fan. Like, I mean, I was a diehard Pokemon fan to start. Yeah. And like, you know, we all love Pokemon. Why I mean, everyone's so pissed off about it. It is, it is, <laughs> it is truly a multi-generational fan base worldwide these days it's like, crazy it's, to think it's of truly incredible parents. how many people still appreciate pokemon to this day well it's kind of weird to think that there are parents taking their kids to go see things like pokemon movies yeah. who well, went like, and saw them themselves basically as kids. Yeah. pokemon's becoming like the basically like the old disney movies with like all the oh, jokes is. for adults yeah where the oh. adults appreciate it on a completely different level from the kids see, which is part of that whole demographic thing Tal was talking about. I don't think we should be so surprised, though, that video game franchises are transcending generations. Well, it's it's not that that is surprising, but I'm just kind of surprised that Pokemon has been going for that long. I mean, it makes sense to me, because it's something easy to fall in love with as a kid. They're yep. all very um, cute, and like the designs really just kind of... Actually, mechanically, as an RPG... Pokemon is pretty solid. Yep. The the core mechanics have always been pretty good. So you have a decent core game with cute characters that kids absolutely love. And then you add on the nostalgia factor. It's a fucking perfect storm. Everybody right? knows what it is. Yeah. It, it's the same reason I played the two PS4 Digimon games, yeah. to be perfectly honest. Yeah. So... I mean, and especially like as a parent, you're like, oh, what can I show my kid? And you're like, holy shit, Pokemon's still around. I loved that as a kid. And of course they're going to buy it. Well, right? uh, yeah. The fact that you you have something that both you and your kid can appreciate as opposed to 
whatever the fuck your kid appreciates that you have to then tolerate. I am going to move us on, though, because no. we have been rambling on Pokemon for a while. I um, refuse to change topics. Yeah. I wanted to talk about some, uh, I mean, I could talk about other games, but I wanted to talk about some tech news. Okay. Talk about the fucking tech news. Uh, so AMD has just announced uh, the new processor that everyone knew was already coming because of various leaks and just general suspicion. So AMD has now released the uh, R9-3950, which is... That's a big number. Yeah, the 3950X. Okay. The 3950X is a $750 processor, so not cheap. Um, I mean, I've heard worse for a product. I have definitely seen more expensive processors. I mean, like, that's still, like, a mid-range Intel proc. Yeah, um... And but but the, the reason that this processor is so fucking cool is that for seven hundred and fifty dollars, what you get is a sixteen core, thirty two thread, mainstream, uh, like mainline processor that base clock is three point five gigahertz. And they're claiming though nobody is. Everyone's like, yeah, right. Uh, they're claiming it boosts up to 4.7. Okay. Uh, yep. But that's pretty beefy. Yeah. Uh, people are saying probably you'll see more like 4.5. Um, Waiting for the Linus tech tips yeah. on that one. Uh, well, Gamers Nexus actually did a fairly extensive uh, review of it. Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, they managed to get it to all core clock of 4.5 gigahertz-ish. And they actually had to like step it down and they were not on 24 7 voltages uh and they were on water cooling so <laughs> uh there isn't a whole lot of headroom left in that chip but i mean it's, it's, that's still beefy yeah, that's that's impressive especially yeah. for 700 dollars. yeah that's... 750 bucks us um but it's 16 core 32 threads and normally for like 16 core 32 threads, you have to go into the line of uh, processors, which are nor normally known as HEDT. So that's your uh, Intel 2033 uh, chips, your AMD Threadripper, right? Those are like, you have to remember, Threadripper, the first one, was 16 core. <laughs> like, and, and people are like, holy fuck, that's insane. And now... They're part of their main line of processors. This is not a Threadripper chip. This is a standard AM4 chip. Yep. Is 16 core 32 threads, mm. which is absolutely crazy. And on top of that, the per core performance is stupid high. That's something AMD has been doing really well with this entire lineup. Their per core performance and their IPC is asininely high yep so it's not just like you know ah it's great at multi-threaded but sucks at gaming no this chip games and it games well so yeah um and then on top of that that wasn't the only thing they released uh on top of that they announced they released the uh whoopsies the floor phone that was yeah. close the uh 3970x uh, which is their new Threadripper. 
Okay. Uh, so remember when I said HEDT or high-end desktop, that's what this one is. This is their new HEDT chip, the part of the Threadripper line that they released before. This one is two grand. And that, for two that's gr- spicy. That's pretty spicy. But for two grand, you get a consumer chip that has 32 cores and 64 threads, a total of 88 PCIe 4 lanes, ECC support. Like, this chip is a fucking monster. It sounds like a beast. It's a monster. Like, absolutely insane. And apparently it supports on-chip NVMe RAID. <laughs> on on the processor? On the processor. Uh? <laughs> so you're rating your NVMe drives. drives directly on your processor. That's disgusting. <laughs> like, that's actually gross. It's, wow. It's fucking, like, so this chip, like... To like to put it into perspective, like the nearest competitor in Intel has, which they don't, they just don't. And the only thing that comes even remotely close is some of their server chips, which cost thousands of dollars, right? Yeah, like five thousands. to six grand, kind of thing. So this is undercutting Intel stupidly. Unlike people are people are looking at at amd right now just going like who the fuck are you competing with like, like it's, it's called raising the bar yeah yeah well amd people are already saying like the current projections there people are saying it's going to take intel years to catch up to this good um <laughs> i think it's intel has been the go-to powerhouse for a bit too long they have um the unfortunate thing is AMD is pulling some shady shit and they're only getting a pass because they are they have the underdog card right now. Okay. Um things like they're like, "Oh yeah, clocks up to 4.7 gigahertz." And by up to that, they mean that in the way that internet service providers say up to 100 megabit mm. when it really never actually hits that. Yep. It just has the potential to get there. You'll never see it, but it could. Yeah, the chips have mm. at some point operated at that speed. <laughs> Maybe I mean, not your chips, but the chips have. Yeah, that's not unusual marketing. Uh, it's actually very unusual. Intel has does not do that. Oh, really? If Intel's chip says it will boost up to four point six. You it, actually it see that? Will boost to four point six. Yeah. Okay. In fact, from what I understand, a common practice for people like intel is if they can't get it to a clock speed they want it to then they sell it as the next chip down yeah that that's actually how that works Uh, the the chips are binned up right and that's why they get so much more expensive at the the very least this this will hopefully help intel be a little more competitive with their pricing that's what i want i want to see the cause intel to price down yeah so what you'll like right now the top of the line intel chip the 99ks is a 5 gigahertz chip. And it's kind of crazy. But the thing is, it's just a 9900K that's been binned. Yeah. And so they're like, hey, it's a 9900K. These ones are really, really good, though. And they can go up to 5 gigahertz. Well, instead of just releasing them as part of the K line, we're going to pull those out, relabel them KS, and sell them for profit. (laughs) Yeah. Fair enough, I guess. Um, Mm. But yeah, so... 
Yeah, AMD is kicking ass and taking names. Uh, also, in the we talked about this a little bit before the show. In the server world, they have the, now their 64-core 128 thread. Oh, my God, I want it. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what the fucking TDP of that chip is? What's the TDP? The thermal output. Oh, what? 200 watt. The chip that's in the server down there, my 980X, mm-hmm. is 160. That's a six core. That's gross. <laughs> so AMD what has managed saying? to cram 64 cores, 128 threads mm-hmm. into 200 watts at asinine clock speeds. They have four, ter- they support multi socket. With four terabytes of RAM per socket, mm-hmm. 128 mm-hmm. PCIe lanes per socket. Like, man, you're just making me want to build that as my last computer. These these <laughs> chips are stupid. Like, I don't even like one board with two of those on board with eight terabytes of RAM. You just virtualize. So everything. Okay, so someone actually did the math uh, that if you were selling services AWS style yep. at AWS prices, mm-hmm. and you had a dual uh, sixty-four core setup with the eight terabytes of RAM, mm-hmm. decent storage, NVMe style, mm-hmm. and all that, and you had it hooked up with good networking, you would be generating about five to seven thousand dollars per month. Yep, that's how much shit. You can cram into that one server wow. five to seven thousand dollars worth of AWS services per month in that one unit. In one unit, yeah. If you were reselling it, right? So with that, so the processor seven grand each, and then you got the board and all the storage. You're looking at an ROI of like six, seven months. Yeah, instantly, like fucking. It's asinine i like like i said like the like i mentioned before the show this board has 11 world records that's amazing (laughs) i want to see it benchmarked well yeah it's it's really funny too because like at intel's highest level they did uh they did some benchmarks and they beat out this chip and they're like see we can do that and apparently there's this video online uh where these hp engineers that were there this wasn't supposed to end up online but it did but they just kind of put up the the uh, power limits by about 25 watts. And it leapfrogged the Intel CPU immediately. <laughs> and the, it, the, like the, that was still below the TDP of the Intel chips. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Like, I don't know what, it, what AMD is doing, but holy shit, keep it up. Because if any of this trickles down into the mainstream world... Like, fuck me. Like, one of the things that AMD already does that I love, all of their consumer chips support ECC. Yeah, and I'll admit, ECC didn't used to be a thing you really needed. It's really valuable today, though. Well, when you're running, you know, 32 gigs of RAM. Yeah, you right? don't want one bad bit exactly. to shut you down. Like, And there, there's a whole lot of potential for bad bits. And on top of that, like, for me, I run servers. I have problems with that, like, desktop server, that 980X without yep. ECC. I got trouble with that all the time. It's not that yep, stable. Blue screens or whatever from time to oh, time. Oh, yeah. Just, like, shit stops working. But my storage server, 
That's a Xeon with ECC. Mm-hmm. I have never had a problem. No. And that that's what you pay for with ECC mm-hmm. and, and that, that <clears throat> level of hardware is you're not necessarily paying for power. You're just paying for reliability. For oh, reliability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. like, I couldn't imagine eight fucking terabytes of fucking ECC uh, memory. It makes, I, it makes me drool. I, I would love to get there. 256 threads with eight terabytes of memory. Yep. And like, what is that? What is the amount of memory per thread? I'm just curious. If you were to spin up solo machines on each core, just one core with max memory per core. Yeah. Uh, so that's eight thousand gigabytes. Ten twenty four times eight divided by a hundred and twenty eight. That, that's 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 tibibits. Yeah. Eight thousand is terabit or terabyte. Okay. So eight thousand. Gigabytes divided by 256 cores is 31.25 gigs of so RAM. It's still almost 32 gigs of RAM a core. Yikes. A core. <laughs> <laughs> right? You could run 256 of virtual computers running with the same RAM as my desktop. <laughs> they would just be single-threaded. Wow. Right? Or you run them dual-cored, and now you've got 64 gigs of RAM in a dual-core system. Yeah. On on 128 dual core systems. <laughs> 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 oh, man. It's gonna oh be some God. sexy fucking well, technology like, like coming I said, down the road. Oh, great. So that's the extreme end of the epic line. Then you have Threadripper, which is consumer grade, two grand, thirty-two core, sixty-four thread. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. take the one step down into actual like real people processors. Seven hundred and fifty dollars today still gets you. 16 cores, 32 threads. That is insane. Yep. And if only we designed consumer level software to take better advantage <laughs> of multi threading. Uh, one of the guys I was watching talk about the new Epic CPUs, he said that benchmarking actually becomes a problem. Be- like, how the fuck do you benchmark it? Like, the software literally cannot keep up. So the only way you can benchmark these is by generating scenarios where you like, spin up 50 virtual machines and yep. pin all of, like that's the only way you can do yep. it because mm-hmm. consumer well, loads in fact all the server loads don't it's, get in there it, it, it actually reminds me of when um uh it, in when i was working in the call center um internet speeds when they were getting up to like the 100 megabit yep like that you couldn't speed test you had to torrent for simultaneous versions of like yeah because no one speed Ubuntu. test tool could actually throw a file that fast oh, yeah, yeah ban- bandwidth was not that readily yeah. available yet when, when nitro first came out the first time at yeah. like the 250 meg when we were like what can we do with all this power back when it was like 300 fucking dollars a month for it oh jesus yeah right um it's getting yeah i was gonna say we're getting a bit late here we've been going about an hour Let's uh, let's get cars thing going on and okay. let's let's fix this nonsense. <laughs> so we'll be back. And I haven't seen any email yet, so we may be wrapping it up here. But uh, we'll we'll let you know once we get back from the uh, the car segment thing. Oh, and the camera just gave up life. Well, we'll we'll deal with that. Okay. Uh, here you go, Tal. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Halloween. My name is Carr, and tonight we get to go over everything. The party is done, the votes are counted, and everything like that. And yes, I know it's a week late, so shush. So, 
as I alluded to, of course, in the last episode, we had our election coming up. Canada has now voted. Uh, so back on October the 21st, uh, we put in the Liberals back into power, but with a very large caveat. Now, I spent a lot of time in uh, the last episode and segment going over sort of the nuances of minority government, what that means. So uh, like from a, a technical standpoint, so I'm not going to go over that in detail again. But for those of you who have not looked at the news or whatnot, uh, we shook out a pretty expected result. Uh, funny enough is for once, the polls were by and large on point for the... The spread now, of course, in the last episode, I talked about how wide the spread of this actual seat count was compared to the popular vote count. Uh, and again, that's just because of the nature of our system and exactly where those popular votes actually sat. So after the election last Monday, we came out with the liberals having 157 seats uh, of that uh, 338 there that uh, is so important. But basically. Everything else kind of shook out as it was expected. So the conservatives actually came ahead by about a percentage and a half point on the popular vote. So across the country, more people voted conservative for any single party, uh, something that was very much highlighted by uh, Sheer in his speech. And I'll get to the speeches here in a moment. But the liberals still have what I would consider a relatively stable minority government. So with that 157 seats, Right, they were only a few seats short of majority. Granted, it would have been a very, very tiny majority. Now, the next winners up, of course, were the Conservatives, 121. So, of course, they're going to be forming the opposition. Surprise, surprise. Now, frustratingly, the bloc did come out completely resurgent. So they jumped from the 10 seats they had going into this election uh, and not even having official party status now back to 32 seats. So Blanchette did a hell of a job in making everyone in Quebec decide to say, you know what, fuck the rest of Canada. So again, my opinions on the block are well stated. So that basically came at by and large expense to the, to the NDP. Uh, so Singh was only able to hold on to a single seat in Quebec. There is a single NDP MP in Quebec. I kind of feel bad for the guy. So other than that, almost all of the NDP support, there was a scattering of it, um, like one or two seats in uh, the Maritimes, uh, a seat or two in Ontario, but most of their support um, kind of actually gets stayed afloat in BC. Now, the Greens picked up uh, a couple of more seats, so they're now at three seats instead of just two, uh, which is nice for them. But again, the frustrating part is they had almost as much of the popular vote as the Bloc, and, well, the block have 10 times the seats. So, again, my opinions on voter reform are also on record. We did also end up with a very interesting result in that we have an independent sitting. And that is none other than Jody Wilson-Raybaud, who we've covered extensively. She was, of course, the former AG, uh, the former Justice Department uh, Minister of Justice, and she managed to t to keep her seat and wrested it away from the liberals. So that'll be a very interesting. Now, in practical political terms, she does actually have, you know, very little power as being just a single sitting MP. And it's not like the swing on the liberals is a single vote for uh, their majority. So, you know, but it is still nice that, well, for one, she kept her job as a member of parliament. 
And also, it is still interesting that her voice is going to be there. And I'm curious to see if other things might start peeking out now that she's actually full on uh, kept her seat as an independent and will be there at least until the next election. Which brings me to my next point. A lot of people joke that in a minority government, we're going to be going back to the polls in a year and a half, two years. Now, the way I'm seeing with this particular one, first off, the, the swing. So the liberals, again, they're short 13 seats for majority. So there are three different parties that they can turn to at any one time on any particular issue by issue basis, depending on how cooperative those, those other parties are feeling. So we'll start with the obvious one, the NDP. The NDP and the liberals lined up a lot on basic fiscal policy. Again, um, the liberals are wanting to slowly back off the deficit we've been running the last four years, and I'm very much okay with that. But the NDP, of course, are going to have their push for some of their more uh, left side views, especially on the environment. So again, they they completely oppose any sort of expansions of the pipelines systems in the country. Uh, they've been pushing hard and they were campaigning hard on uh, pharmacare and dental care plans to expand the existing Canadian healthcare system, which again, this might be neat if that comes out. So those are a few issues that um, the NDP had said they very much would want to work on. Now, while it wasn't one of their priorities, they sort of formally put out on election night, Singh actually did talk about how he was wanting to push for electoral reform. And again, I don't blame him. The NDP collected more than twice the popular vote of the bloc. And again, they ended up behind them because, again, in mo a lot of the Quebec writings, there was a lot of vote splitting between liberals, conservative, new Democrat and then bloc. And in a lot of cases, the bloc are the ones that benefited from that. So, again, not surprising that they'd be pushing uh, or wanting to at least suggest electoral reform. Now, the problem with that then goes to the next bits of power. So the bloc, of course, would not at all be OK with uh, electoral reform unless it involved some sort of complex process that would allow for, uh, you know, mixed member proportional or uh, some other system that would allow them to have both local and popular vote MPs. Uh, which the difficulty in that system is, of course, it's more more difficult to explain to the common voter. It's one of the reasons that, again, first past the post is still stuck around so long. It's simple. Frustrating as it is. So they probably wouldn't support that. So that would be an issue that the liberals could then, because, of course, the liberals have proven they don't support electoral reform anymore. And so they could just turn to the bloc uh, or the conservatives, who also, again, don't really benefit under a... Uh, any system other than the current one, because of course the current one gets them their massive, you know, voter fortresses in Alberta and Saskatchewan. Uh, very much after these results, there's only now a single non-conservative MP in any of those two provinces. Um, and so of course the liberals and the conservatives could just say together, no, we're not doing electoral reform. And again, the other parties really can't stop that, which then leads to the other part, the pipeline and the, the green issues. Well, at first, you're, again, the Bloc have said they don't want any pipelines going to Quebec, at least. Again, they don't care about the rest of the country. Uh, the NDP, of course, and the Greens have all said, no, they don't want it. But this would be an issue where it'd be very, very interesting to see the Conservatives actually be able to explain voting down the Liberals on a pipeline. Because, of course, the Conservatives, that was one of their key tenets, is that they wanted to be able to get more stuff to market. And, again... If Sheer isn't wanting to keep his head up his ass, that would be an issue where the liberals say, we're going to put in a pipeline. And then if the conservatives vote against that and force an election over the issue, well, that'll give the liberals a lot of ammunition for campaigning out here. It's like, look, we wanted to get this thing going and the conservatives are the ones who stopped it, not 
the NDP, not the bloc or anything like that. Uh, and so issue by issue, again, depending on how obstinate the conservative party actually feels like being, this could be a relatively stable government for issues that go to the left of the liberals. They just have the bloc or the greens or the, uh, the new Democrats, depending on if the issue benefits Quebec or not. And then for more right or center issues, they can just go to the conservative and say, Hey, we're willing to work together on this. Are you now again, that leads to the, whether or not this is going to actually happen because this leads me to the speeches. Now, on election night, it is generally a tradition that the concession speeches or victory speeches or whatnot always go sort of in the order. And, and this is an, an informal rule, but this is kind of the etiquette, is that it goes from the smallest elected parties, so in this case it should have started with the Greens, up to the victor. Now already, the fact that we were looking at a situation of minority government meant that the, there was a delay before the speeches start. And again, that's understandable because... Everybody was sort of waiting to see how the final seat count was going to fall out. Uh, I mean, even when I went to bed and I stayed up pretty late is there were still one or two seats that were being, uh, there were toss ups between the block, the new Democrats and the conservatives. And so a lot of people were still sort of waiting, okay, who's going to be, who's going to be the kingmaker in this parliament? In this case, again, depending on the issue, we have three anyway. So first off, Elizabeth made started or wasn't going up right away so it started off with Singh beginning his speech and again very conciliatory he was congratulating all of the parties uh, every MP or candidate who tried to run uh, very very much in the same vein as his entire campaign has been very positive um, very supportive very uh, you know just conciliatory and, and everything like like that so that was really nice to see uh, and then his speech just sort of kept going um, now, before that speech, we actually, again, in a break of, of tradition, instead of the Greens going first, then the NDP, then the Bloc, the Bloc actually started going, uh, but again, of course, the, all the Bloc votes were pretty much countered and they knew where they were sitting. Um, again, Blanchett can just get fucked as far as I'm concerned because, uh, you know, some of the highlights of his speech was, we are not here to make federalism work. Um, basically, we're going to vote for anything for Quebec. And if it's not involving Quebec, it was almost like he almost sounded like he would just abstain if the, if whatever issue was up, just wasn't even going to involve Quebec at all. Like it's, it's just, again, it, it's one of those cases. And I kind of, I don't know to, if it's to the same extent in say great Britain where they've got the Scottish nationalist party, um, or the more, like the Irish parties in parliament. And if it's the same feel, but it's just, it is overt in how much basically Blanchett just doesn't give a shit about the rest of the country and is happy to take our money uh, as long as it benefits them. So that was basically his speech. Anyway, so his speech finished. Uh, Singh was up on doing his speech and it just kind of, it did start to drag a little bit, especially for, you know, a, a smaller party and, uh, and everything like that. Listed out some of his uh, things that he would be happy to do to work with uh, Trudeau. And one of the things that he did bring up in his speech was electoral reform, which I've already discussed. And then we had a little bit of a snafu because, uh, of course, Singh was still speaking, but it was this was getting on to like 11 o'clock mountain. So, you know, it's pushing one o'clock in the morning in the East Coast. And. Then Sheer starts to go up. And before Sheer got, I think, a word or two in to his speech. 
Trudeau went up and began his speech. So that was a little bit of a, a, a snafu. Now, the I, I had been watching the coverage on CBC for, for full disclosure, and even the commentators and everything sounded very confused all of a sudden when this started happening. And there had already been some confusion about who was going first or as people were getting ready for their speeches. So it wasn't like there wasn't all this was already not really a smooth night in this department. But basically, because Trudeau had won, CBC decided to do his speech live. And then to their credit, as soon as Trudeau's speech was done, they snapped back to uh, then playing Sheer. So I'm, I'll go over Sheer's speech first. But and then I will jump, even though technically Trudeau's finished first. But basically, Shears was very combative. And this is why I'm curious if, you know, what I mentioned there a few minutes ago is actually going to happen. And if he is going to be willing to play ball, as it were, because almost his entire entire speech was very confrontational. Uh, it was a speech made as though, um, you know, they would be the next government. The moment they had the chance, they were going to take out Trudeau, because obviously the majority of Canadians wanted that to happen even though, no, only a third of Canadians wanted it to happen. It's just you got more votes than all the other parties combined. Now, this has also led to an interesting situation, and I'm probably going to cover this in the following weeks as it starts to play out a little bit more. But um, generally speaking, it's always sort of normal for a, uh, a leadership review to happen after a party wins or loses an election. Uh, and, you know, Sheer may be looking at that now. But already talk is going on about that because it's like, okay... If Scheer couldn't win against a Trudeau that had the first the electoral reform broken promises and then the SNC Lavalin thing and then blackface and you couldn't beat this guy, what the hell was wrong with you? And so a lot of that discussion is starting to go on. But again, it's it's Scheer's speech was very combative. Uh, he never thanked any of the other parties for running or their part in democracy like the other two parties. I mean, even the bloc had said that nominally. Um and then uh, basically made it sound like his speech was just a the speech of the government in waiting. Now, Trudeau was far more conciliatory. And of course, he very much had to be because, well, he just had his majority knocked out from under him. Uh, he was very conciliatory towards uh, especially the areas where they lost massively, namely Quebec um, and then Western Canada. Now, as I mentioned earlier, every single seat in, in uh, Alberta and Saskatchewan went conservative, with the exception of one in downtown Edmonton that went to the NDP. That's where the U of A is. Uh, and so again, he said that he still wants to continue to assist. And in uh, news conferences followed a couple days later, he did reaffirm that he's wanting to get the Trans Mountain Pipeline built. And since then, uh, we have in fact had uh, basically the preparatory work for construction starting. Uh, the companies and everything are starting to get their ducks in a row. They're getting their staff on site, etc. So and as I mentioned, is unless the conservatives want to be completely hypocritical dicks and bring down the government over anything else that has to come out of that, I mean, that'll just be weird. But that is sort of my election postmortem. I know my segment uh, is running a little bit long tonight, so I am going to wrap it up there. But the two of the big things that I'm going to be keeping an eye on, of course, is, again, how this shakes out with any leadership changes in the conservatives. And then the other one is just before I started recording this this morning. Uh, so again, on Halloween 2019, uh, the... Democrats voted along party lines in Congress to formally begin the impeachment proceedings and actually laid out what these are going to look like going forward. So probably going to be bringing that up in the next couple of weeks as well. But for now, thank you very much for listening. Happy Halloween. Have fun trick or treating. 
try not to transform into anything too chompy or werewolfy. But my name is Carr. Enjoy the rest of Unfurled. Are, are, are we back, we back at? Are we back yet? <clears throat> are we back yet? How about now? Are we back yet? How about now? <clears throat> are we back yet? Hmm. Uh, I don't see any new email. Nope. Yeah, no, the, the whole thing with Don Cherry was a little, little weird. I, yeah, uh, and eh. he totally could have kept his job if he wanted, allegedly. Well, <laughs> supposedly. I see both sides of the argument. Um, uh, I think we overreact to a lot of shit these days. Yeah, uh, I yeah. don't know. Like, it's... I I see both sides, really. Yeah. Like, it, it's... Mm, he He was... Should the guy have lost his job probably it, one, yeah like I, I don't <clears throat> really should, think they made the wrong decision should it have been like he could have been a little more can, he could have been a little more candid than you people <laughs> and like talking about how they don't support our country that was a, it's like, a little on the nose there was no like veiling yeah. Of like what he was referring to, so um, in that I do think that he deserved to be let go. It, fair enough. Given that, yeah, and it's you know, I it, it, I just it's just like I I've seen people talking about like making jokes about it, like you know like Don Cherry the racist and shit, and it's like okay, no, like the guy's got some pretty strong opinions about immigrants. Uh, and one thing that I think a lot of people seem to be forgetting lately is that immigrant doesn't mean not white people. Yeah. No, <laughs> it means literally someone not from your country. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. Everyone assumes that when you talk about immigrants, you're just talking about brown people. And it's like, n- no. In literally fact, not that. In fact, you're pretty racist for making that assumption. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, but yeah, no. So it, it's like, I don't know, calling him a racist, calling him all kinds of horrible shit. No. Should he have lost his job? I mean, he said something pretty racy on a television show. So in, in a position where he probably should have known better yeah, than to do that. That That's the point I would also make is, you know what the social climate is like. Just it's, watch your words. Yeah. yeah be, it's, be a it's not like professional. It's not like he didn't know that was a troublesome statement. Yeah. yeah. Like if he was on unfurled, okay, you know, and like you our, know, our standards are pretty fucking he, low. You <laughs> like, know, and it, you're right. He stuck to his guns on what he said, at least. Yeah, like, yeah. and um, it's not like he was really intend. It doesn't seem like he was really intending to be extremely offensive, but more or less that he was being honest. But he was pretty offensive. He was being offensive. Yes. <laughs> Um, but yeah. I don't know if that was his intent, though. I don't know. It, it seemed like probably, and, and if you're saying that apparently he could have kept his job, it was probably like a, we need you to apologize or you're going to lose your job. And he went, no. And he went, yeah. all right, I'll lose my job. Yeah. Which, but I mean, the, it's like, oh, if no. that's the call Don, you want Don make, Cherry, who's how old now and well, how yeah, rich now? At the same time, I'm not going to cry for the billionaire old man. No. Because... Uh, I mean, worst case scenario for him he is yeah, people don't like him very much anymore, and he fucks off to Fiji yeah. and buys how, a new Maserati. Will, like, like, how do you sleep at night? <laughs> you know, 
on top of a pile of money with many beautiful ladies. Yeah. I, I, oh, God. I can't remember who it was. I think it was Nickelback or something. No. It was some tech dude. He said something and people were like. He's 85 years old. Yeah. Jesus. But yeah, there was this tech dude. He said something and people were like, you're never going to work again. He's like, bitch, I'm retired. <laughs> Why like, would I? Yeah. Like. Uh, and it's it's the same sort of situation. I'm not. I I'm not worried about Don Cherry. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. Don Cherry yeah. will never I'm, work I'm in this gonna... Don Cherry will never work in this corner again. Yeah. Jesus. I'm not going to lose sleep. Oh, we're oh, wondering if no. Don Cherry's okay. He's, if he's cold he's fucking, and alone. He's fucking better than fine, man. Well, yeah. Like Don Cherry Don Cherry's current worst-case scenario look, is man, better at, than at, most of our best-case scenarios. At Don Cherry's age, like, doing fucking anything at that point is to stave off boredom. Yeah. Like, he didn't need that job. Mm. Probably why he also didn't go back. Like, yeah. if he had that option, yeah, there's no reason to stay. But, yeah. So. Um, Take it out. I want to go home bed. Yeah, hurry up, yep. man. Uh, we don't have any emails, I guess. No, uh, there's none. No. So, we would like to thank all of our listeners. If you're watching on YouTube right now, be sure to like and subscribe. Do all that bullshit. Uh, if you don't, I will come to your house and cut you. Uh, don't forget, this podcast is not child-friendly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, we would like to thank Omari and Screen Fox for the logo and the music. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank also, you. a very uh, huge shout-out to all of our patrons. We love you so much. Don't forget to subscribe to our patron if you like what we do and appreciate us. I would meme we'll and say, eventually. I would meme and say I love you with mouth, but that could be misconstrued, and then suddenly I'm we're, we're prostituting for patrons, and I think that's against the TOS. I'm pretty sure that's against the TOS, so let's uh, just not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we should make that a tier. <laughs> <laughs> like ten, like ten, no. Like fifty thousand dollars, you get to sleep with the unfurled group. <laughs> oh, that'd be uh, weird. Uh, <laughs> uh, we would be banned from Patreon. We'd so be banned from a bunch of shit. We'd be banned so fast. I'd ban you. <laughs> yeah, we would. Uh, what else? Uh, oh yeah, if you have any comments, questions, criticisms, anything like that, you can send them to unfurled.net. That is us at un- no. Stop. You can send them to us at unfurled.net. That is us at unfurled.net. Or you can just go to the website unfurled.net where there's a contact form and it's just fucking easier. Yep. There's um, lots of stuff there. There's also links to all of our shit there. Um, if you don't want to listen to us on YouTube, you can find us on iTunes and Spotify and all that bullshit. Uh, or you can just XML stream it. We're also on SoundCloud and shit. I don't know. <laughs> we're in a lot of places there's links fucking go find them good night <laughs> good night uh, good night bitches <laughs> <laughs> least satisfying fucking raspberry noise ever <clears throat> no you're not getting a new one <laughs>